what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? We are going to talk about a fun word today. Can you hear my sarcasm? I mean it totally in love, but it often is not what we consider as a favorite word, but it will be if you can get this on today. So, the word is resilience. The word is resilience. Now, I don't know if, if any of you are former athletes, if you still do some resistance training, but a lot of times we hear about that kind of training. We hear about resistance training. We understand, maybe by personal experience, if not by watching great athletes, by witnessing the Olympics, whatever it is, we get that we have to build resistance training to build our muscle strength, to help our bones and joints, to to stretch ourselves, right? And our athleticism, we get that, right? And a lot of people don't like resistance training. But what we don't hear a lot about and what we need a lot right now in the times that we're living in is resilience training. Now, I would I would love to say <laughs> that this should be a part of everybody's leadership development process, right? It should be something that is taught in schools. It is something that we learn. It is something that is celebrated in the workplace. However, a lot of times we come across resilience training in the school of hard knocks. That's how it happens, right? And sometimes we don't develop resilience. We let things infect us or affect us when we are actually here to be overcomers, to be greater than the things in the world, right? Because greater is he that is in us than anything that is in the world. So we are meant to overcome. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, right? So we're meant to overcome whatever is attempting to overwhelm us, right? And we're meant to influence situations and lead and literally shift them because we are present. Our presence alone should shift atmospheres and cultures and environments, right? But what we don't always understand is that there's resilience training in the process of that happening. I was actually at a revival group that I'm a part of in one of my ministry classes, and I shared that I have been on a five-year resilience plan that I didn't always get, that I didn't always understand, that was always uncomfortable. It never got easy. It just felt like it was consistently getting harder and I wasn't seeing results, right? So now I am in a season where I'm starting to see results of what I was sowing five years ago. 
six years ago, actually. Wow, six years ago. So that is wild to me. But if you would have told me what I would have had to go through <laughs> in order to grow, in order to mature, in order to influence and actually show up with excellence and principles of the kingdom in this environment that I was building all of this resilience in, right? I would have been like, oh no, mm -mm. you are not going to get me to sign up for that, right? So God doesn't always tell us, okay, the process that we're going to go to or go through rather, but there is always a process and it is going to stretch us. It is going to make us uncomfortable. So this, whether we like the word or not, is something that if we embrace it, will help us be stronger, will help us be more powerful and centered and walk in our authority and rule and reign and have dominion, right? Like we're designed to. So I'm going to break this down so that it doesn't sound so lofty. It's actually real and practical for you to start applying today if you're not already doing so. All right. So first, I'm a big fan of breaking down words, okay? Whether you know what you think they mean or not, I always like to go back to it because it's similar to reading a book, right? Sometimes we can read it or skim it, <laughs> Sparknote style, and pick up certain things that resonate the first time that we read it, and we can read it again and pick up something totally different. So definitions are like that a lot too. So resilience defined is the capacity all right, check that word out. Your carrying capacity, what you're able to handle, your capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness, okay? So it's your capacity to recover quickly, meaning you're gonna get hit. You're gonna have things that throw you off, that take you off. So don't be surprised about that. It's going to happen. But resilience is your capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. So for example, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. I actually shared on my social media channel today. It's at Miss MS Juliana Page. If you don't currently follow me over there, follow a girl. But I shared today that if you are an entrepreneur, part of being an entrepreneur means getting comfortable with failure. You fail many times as an entrepreneur, but if you choose to define that word differently, right? All failure is, is just feedback. So if you get it and you recover quickly, you can actually have productive failure. Now there is such a thing too as unproductive failure, where we internalize the failure, where we don't take the lessons and we don't learn from it and adapt and grow from it. We're really creatures that can adapt, but we don't always give ourselves credit for that. We don't always stretch ourselves because it's so uncomfortable, right? So another definition for resilience is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. Okay, it's your bounce back factor. I'm smiling right now if you could see me because I, <laughs> funny side note story, I broke two wrists at one time while in grad school. Not, not my most favor favorite season, however, I had somebody in the midst of that really intense season look at me and say, oh my God, you're like a bouncy ball. How do you just take all these hits and you just bounce right back, right? And I just remember that because that wasn't the first time I had feedback like that. But people perceive what you're going through one way. Like, oh my God, if that happened to me, that would take me out. Like, how is she bouncing back like this? How does she have this energy? How does she have this joy? How does she have this perspective given what she's walking through? That's your God factor, okay? With God, you have a different carrying capacity than you would in your own human strength and self, right? Now, at the time, I wasn't walking with God either. 
So talk about grace. All right, so we get what resilience is. It's your bounce back factor and it's your capacity to recover, okay? Your capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. And difficulties, for example, right now, adversity, affliction, right? Things that are traumatic that we're witnessing and that we don't always have bandwidth for. We don't know how to respond. We don't have emotional resilience. We don't have mental toughness, right? We can really let this stuff overwhelm us and take us out if we're not careful. So we've got to be able to fight back, to bounce back, to have this toughness, to have this ability to recover. So I'm going to talk about some of the ways that we can do that. But I want to give you some scripture because this is spirit-filled real talk after all. So I need some spirit to fill this word, okay? So what is what does the word say about resilience? One of the ones that I'm like, mm, when somebody... <laughs> says it to me or reminds me of this, I kind of give it an eye roll. I'm grateful, but it's a tough one, okay? Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay, well, I'm going to out myself, but I don't always walk like God is with me wherever I go. Hashtag God's vibes matter, right? I need the constant reminder that God is with me, that God is for me, that God is leading me, that God is guiding me, that he's in front of me, that he's behind me, that he's all around me, his favor surrounds me like a shield. Like I've got to wash myself in the word a lot, right? Because my former self walked independently from God, which is the worst thing that we could be doing, right? So being strong and being courageous, I also had to investigate this because what I defined as strength, I define that differently now, right? Or what I defined as courageous, I actually define that different, right? So for example, being strong could be picking up slack for other people or being a people pleaser. That that was my former thought. Oh, if I just help other people, if I'm just super selfless, like that's me being strong, right? Nope. Nope, it's not, (laughs) right? It's you being misinformed and operating from outside of your identity, right? It's you not knowing who you are and holding really healthy boundaries, which is actually strength, right? Or being courageous. I used to think that that was taking big risks and doing some scary things, right? But sometimes that's stupidity, (laughs) right? Like if you don't have wisdom behind that, it's not always a smart thing to do. So being courageous, I want to talk about that for a second. Courage, if you haven't really investigated what that is, it's the ability to do something that frightens you. It's strength in the face of pain or grief, okay? So courage could be choosing joy when you're walking through grief. Courage could be risking the comfort of somebody else and lovingly giving them the feedback or or the truth, right? That you would hope somebody would give to you. That requires courage. Courage to keep showing up when you're not being honored and valued and respected and appreciated, right? Courage to move and grow through that, right? Courage is the ability to do something that frightens you. Like the fear is right? That I can't do this. The fear is that this is too much for me, but I'm going to show up anyway, right? So be strong and courageous. That is developing 
resilience. When you feel like you can't, that's when you decide I am strong because I can do all things, not in my power, not in my human self, but with God power, right? Who strengthens me? Christ is strengthening me to show up right now. So I can say that I can't, but that would be lying because I can do all things, not some things, all things through Christ who is strengthening me, right? And I can be courageous. That's a choice. I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to change my mindset. I can choose to change my strategy. I can choose to change how I'm going to approach this and how I'm going to respond to this or how I'm going to react like this to this, right? It's going to require something of me, right? But I can do it. I can do it. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Okay? So this says, when fear comes up, I'm not going to give myself the luxury to indulge in fear. I'm going to choose to be powerful. I'm going to choose love, and I'm going to choose to control myself and what's going on with me. Not other people, what's going on with me, right? So what does that look like? God, how can I powerfully respond to this right now? What would you have me do? What would you have me think? Where, what would you have me say? Where would you have me go? Right? Surrender it to God, right? And choose love. How would love respond to this? Do we even ask ourselves that? Right? We can if we know the word. If the word is in us, it can come out of us, right? And we need word to be in us, in us so we can call on it when we need it most. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not, be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Again, this is me choosing to pour courage into myself. I might not feel bold and courageous. I might not feel like I can be strong and courageous. A lot of times I don't. That's why I need to operate on the truth, not on myself, okay? And this is telling me, that God is my God, that God loves me, that God is for me, and he's going to strengthen me, he's going to help me, and he's going to uphold me with his righteous right hand, right? I will not be put to shame, I will not be confounded, right? So I would turn that into a prayer, and I would say, thank you, God, that you strengthen me right now in this moment. Thank you, God, that you help me, and that you uphold me right here and right now. I praise you in Jesus' name, right? That's a choice. Philippians 4.13 is the one that I've quoted a few times now. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Thank you, God, for your supernatural strength showing up and showing out right now, right? Ephesians 6.10, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Again, this is teaching me less of me, more of God, less of my cray-cray thoughts, less of my shifting emotions, right? Less of me, more of God. Okay? And then lastly, Romans 8.37. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Right? Because God loves me, I know I'm good. I don't have to like this. I don't have to get it. I don't have to understand. But because God loves me, I know that he's leading me. I know that he's guiding me. I know that he's sovereign. I know that he's got this. Right? If he's got this, he's got me. Okay? So resilience is no joke. There are tons of Bible verses on resilience. So it is important for a faith walk to be the light, to be kingdom-minded, to have influence, to make sure that you are building and working out your resilience muscles. But it's kind of like praying for patience. (laughs) 
when we pray for patience, when we pray for resilience, we're given opportunities to apply them, right? And we don't know how strong we are, how resilient we are. We don't know how patient we are until we're given opportunities to activate it, right? So my suggestion, if you are new to resilience training, is to have or develop a resilience plan. What the heck is that? I'm going to break it down. Pretty simple. There's a few components. I'm going to call them five skills of resilience, okay? So five things that you want to have a plan to be practicing ongoing in your life, all right? So the five skills here are self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose, okay? I'll say it again. Self-awareness, mindfulness, self-care, positive relationships, and purpose. So I'll break this down, but I recommend you pause this here or you highlight it. Make sure you subscribe to this so that you can go back and you can re-listen. But outline, this is what I would do, and this is what I do. (laughs) Make a list of all those. So number one to five on a piece of paper and create pretty significant gaps between each and then make a list of the actions that you can take with each, within each category to develop yourself, okay? And these are things then that you will also schedule into your life to make sure that you are feeding yourself, all right? And giving yourself what you need because a lot of times we don't develop resilience because we allow ourselves to not hold boundaries, to not be clear on our values, to have a lot of competing commitments, to not be clear about our priorities, to just burn ourselves out or burn the candle at both ends, right? So we're not building resilience, we're building burnout, okay? And that ain't healthy (laughs) and it's not sustainable. So number one, you're gonna write down self-awareness and then within self-awareness, what can you do daily, weekly, monthly to grow in your self-awareness, okay? So what I like to do for this one is I like to journal every day so that I even have a sense of what is going on in my soul and what I'm carrying and checking in with my capacity right now, right? I got to do a self-check. So I I check, like, what have I been thinking about? How have I been feeling? What is on my heart? And if I'm journaling, I can start to see, are there patterns here? Are there things, do I need to ask for help? Like, how am I doing? It really helps me pay attention. Then I also recommend doing a daily thought inventory. So being really clear, like, what am I believing, right? And a lot of times your emotions are triggering you or giving you a clue or some insight into what you're thinking about every day. So if you're feeling low vibe, negative, frustrated, you're probably believing a lie. You're not aligned with the love of God. You're not aligned with truth when you're feeling that kind of way, right? So... I recommend doing a daily thought inventory too. Just write down all the things that you're believing and then really assess, does this align with truth? And then what am I going to do to flip this? Because that's not something that I want to keep on believing and I get to choose what I believe and what I focus on. But also keep in mind, it's your responsibility to change your mind. And God will help you do that. I like to find simple systems to change my mind. Typically, we have a circumstance, right, that leads to a thought, that leads to a feeling, that leads to a action and a result, okay? So if I have a circumstance that makes me feel 
frustrated that feels so unjust and confusing and makes me feel angry then my thought is this is so unfair I don't understand right and then the feeling is I just need to sleep right and then the action could be taking a nap and the result could be you wake up and you're in the exact same place right you still feel the exact same way when really it could have flowed differently I don't understand this but I know that God does okay and then the new thought could be Thank you, God, that you're in control, right? The new feeling could be, I trust you, a trust, right? Trust is a stretch for sure. And then the action could be prayer and time with God and praying for whatever it is that you have concern about. And the result could be peace or energy or a renewed mind or a shift in perspective, right? All of those things are super helpful. So having time, daily practice to really assess how you're doing, super important, all right? So that's number one. Number one is self-awareness. Number two is mindfulness. So number two is doing more of that work that I just mentioned, doing a thought inventory or a thought download, and then also going deeper, maybe asking yourself better questions. I really like doing a prompt. I like to prompt myself with higher questions. A lot of times when I'm not in a high vibe place, a God vibe place, I am asking myself some pretty low level questions and I'm getting some pretty low answers, right? So I try to go higher, (laughs) right? And ask myself better questions so that I can draw better answers out and activate something different for myself. So a lot of times that's, that's looking at where I want to head or how I want to feel, okay? And then filling in that gap. So similar to what I just took you through, how can I really vision a circumstance being different, which will create a different thought, a different feeling, a different action, and a different result, okay? The next one, number three, is self-care. So this can take some trial and error, but the key is to keep trying until you find what works. So I have a practice, the Daily Five. You can actually find that on julianapage.com. You can get the free download over there, and I do a video to explain how this all works. So I'll be brief here, But essentially, it's five things that I do every day that just keeps me standing on a solid foundation. Okay, so these are self-care practices that I do daily. I do it when I'm traveling. I do it every day, every month, right? These are things that can shift throughout my day, but they're still things that I'm going to do every day. So finding what those practices are for you. So for example, being the word of God, exercise, eating really clean and healthy, drinking a ton of water, gratitude, service, whatever it is for you. But the more specific and clear, the better. And also make this simple. Make it really easy for you to show up and do these things. Okay? So, so far we have self-awareness. We have mindfulness. We have self-care. Then positive relationships. This is really important. And I've heard a lot of people say that as you become an adult as you're adulting it's harder to meet people so with that that's a belief it doesn't have to be hard but you do have to have some intention and take some action you can't just expect that people are going to just come to you and initiate friendships it doesn't always happen like that so build in your life whatever it is that you need you can also facilitate these things sometimes you're going to initiate a lot and that's okay but The main point is having the value of positive relationships in your life. So even just doing a relationship audit to make sure that you are healthy in terms of having community and support and accountability in your life. And this can be many different relationships. I personally like to have 
spiritual covering. I like to have a therapist on call. I like to invest in coaching. I believe so much in coaching. That's how I've radically changed my life, right? I have different life groups that I'm a part of because just one wasn't enough for me. (laughs) And then I intentionally connect myself to mentors and people that can call me higher or really stretch me so that I stay out of my comfort zone. So pay attention to what that looks like for you. And then lastly, number five is purpose. Purpose is a cure-all for a lot of things. If we can see God's meaning in something, if we can reconnect to what God has put us here to do and what we're uniquely qualified to do, it changes things because we can see our role in it, what our impact will be, and we can actually then get steps, right? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So really connecting to God and what the purpose is. And that can shift in different seasons, right? Part of it could being an ambassador for God, right? That is a purpose wherever God has you. So when in doubt, do that, right? And learn about doing that better. But then it's also God has uniquely formed, shaped, and anointed you for something. And what does that look like in this season, right? So for me, it's been writing books, it's been speaking, it's been teaching and training and serving in ministry and many different things, right? And those shift in different seasons and focus can go in different directions, but I know that I'm a messenger and I know that I'm an encourager and I am a a builder, right? And I have a breaker anointing on my life. So when I know that, it my purpose is to really stay rooted and grounded and go deeper so that I can come out higher and that I can share fresh perspective and wisdom. I can't do that. I can't spread good news if I'm not filling myself with it, right? So that calls me back into alignment. So really think about that for you. What is your purpose and how can you really lean into that? Because that's really where you grow. You grow when you understand that it's bigger than you, whatever you're walking through, and that God works it for good, right? But there's a partnership and allowing God to do that, okay? So, resilience training. Not only do we need resistance training for our body, we need resilience training for our soul, okay? And that's that's a commitment here. So if this is your first time listening to Spirit Build Real Talk, it really very much is soul fitness. It's getting your mind right, it's getting your emotions stable, it's getting your heart right. <laughs> it's walking in alignment with God's spirit and really understanding how to hear God for yourself and develop relationship and cultivate that in your life because that is the game changer. That will radically change your life. And that that is my vital necessity. And many of you know it probably has become yours as well. So I hope this message blessed you guys. If you want to go deeper, there are many resources that you can find. I mentioned that Daily 5 download over on julianapage.com. So be sure to check that out. If you haven't subscribed, I would love it. It would mean so much to me if you would subscribe. And you can also connect with me and follow me over on YouTube to get more messages like this and be the first to be notified when a new video comes out. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.